Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Groove Talk. Groove Talk is brought to you by Froggy Style Productions. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And if you follow them, it'll just give you up to date information on not only this podcast, but all the other cool podcasts that they produce. So consider following them. Uh, I'll have links of how you can do that in the episode notes. Before we get into this episode of Groove Talk, I'm going to take a few moments here and thank the individuals who support our show on a monthly basis. So a big thank you to Barbara Emerson, Wanda Smith, Tierra Penner, Brandon Nadu, Quinn Rupert, Tori Smith, Razavan, Katranescu, and Jeff Perry. Jeff Perry actually plays in a really cool metal band called Illyrian, um, and we do talk about the YYC Music Awards in the, this episode of Groove Talk, so I would just like to mention that his band, Illyrian, is actually nominated for Metal Recording of the Year. So congratulations to Jeff and the other members of Illyrian. They've been on the podcast before, and they're really awesome individuals. If you would like to support the podcast on a monthly basis, check out our Patreon page. Uh, it's at patreon.com slash fsproductions. Uh, if you donate the minimum amount, which is $1 per month, you gain early, unedited, and ad-free access to all podcasts that get released through Froggy Style Productions. If you would like to join uh, the list of names and get a shout out shout out at the beginning of every episode. Uh, that uh, that's our five dollar per month tier, and that is what you will get for that. So check it out. I will have a link in the episode notes uh, where you can find our Patreon page. But the page again is Patreon.com/fsproductions. And just a really big thank you to all the people who do support us on a monthly basis. It means a lot to us, and you help us to make this the best podcast that it can be. If you are fans of the show, consider signing up for our monthly newsletter. You can find the sign-up page at fsproductions.ca. It's the very first thing that you're going to see when you visit the website. Uh, the monthly newsletter comes out on the first Monday of every month, and it basically just keeps you up to date with everything that's happening at Froggy Style Productions. It tells you when podcasts are going to be released. It tells you upcoming guests, and it also gives you a direct link to all the podcasts that have gotten released in the previous month. So if you would like, uh, that should be delivered right to your inbox instead of having to go and search through your podcast listening app of choice. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. The website, again, is fsproductions.ca. Also, while you're at fsproductions.ca, maybe check out our online store. We got a lot of cool merch. We got t-shirts, mugs, stickers, pins, that kind of stuff. Uh, that obviously, if you buy anything at the store, that also helps to support the podcast. And not only are you supporting the podcast, but you're also getting a cool t-shirt or maybe a mug or whatever tickles your fancy. So fsproductions.ca, check it out. Uh, if you're just looking for a free way to support the show, obviously ratings and reviews are really huge. Whatever 
uh, podcast listening app of choice you are listening to this on, whether it's iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, Podbean, all of them have ratings and reviews, and it just helps uh, basically us to get seen by more people who are looking for podcasts to listen to. It helps us, you know, get through those algorithms. And man, I really hate the world word algorithms, and I hate that I have to do this, but uh, that is the world that we currently live in. So ratings and reviews are huge, and it would be highly appreciated if you would leave us an awesome rating or review on whatever you're listening to this podcast on or through or whatever. Podcatchers. That's a word. That's what they're called. That's what podcast listening apps are called. I learned that. Podcatchers. It's a good word. I like it. I'm probably going to continue to use that. Anyways, on this episode of Groove Talk, I am joined by Blaine, Blair, and Jonah, and they make up the really cool band Taken by Sanity. Uh, I think that Taken by Sanity is probably one of my newest favorite local bands. I, I don't say that lightly. lightly. Um, I listened to their music and it was really cool. It's really upbeat and interesting and I don't know. I really enjoy it. I really dig it. So I highly recommend that you check it out. You can listen to the song Saturn Boys at the end of the episode if you would like a little uh, kind of sneak peek into what they're all about. Um, yeah, that's at the end of the episode. But we just sit down and we have a great conversation. We we nerd out about music production a lot because um, the band is like entirely DIY and it's really cool. They like do their own website stuff. They do a lot of their own management and they do all the music production themselves. And I know a lot of bands kind of are more like kind of trending towards that in today's society because it's it's possible it's never been possible before and it's the most accessible it's ever been to do that so we nerd out, out about mu music production we also talk about uh the yyc music awards they've actually been nominated for three different awards this year and that is the people's choice award group of the year as well as oh man i definitely forget the last award but you can find out what that is in the podcast so obviously listen to it and thank you thank you to taken by sanity uh for being on the show and thank you to you for listening and if you would like to connect with taken by sanity uh follow them on social media uh all the links will be in the episode notes and they do a lot of really cool stuff on youtube and stuff like that they're doing some like live backyard sessions and putting together some really cool videos so i highly recommend that you uh give them a follow on there if you want to see some really cool live music i know we're probably all a little starved for live music in today's society so i mean hey why not check it out so yeah all that information will be in the episode notes Thank you very much for listening, and I hope that you all have the greatest day, or at least an average day, just as long as it's not a bad day. And if it is a bad day, that's okay, too. Anyways, I'm rambling again. This is Groove Talk with Froggy Style. So 
welcome to another episode of Groove Talk, everybody. On this episode, I am joined by Blaine, Blair, and Jonah. And they are all part of the band Taken by Sanity. <laughs> Hello, how's it going? Hi. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, just to start off, why don't you guys kind of, I, I know I gave a little bit of an intro, but just kind of tell us about the band and tell us about yourselves and introduce yourselves just so that when you're talking, people know who's talking. Sweet. Sweet. Um, I guess should should I go first? All yeah, right, sure. Uh, I'm Jonah. I'm I'm the lead singer slash ukulele slash guitar dude of the band. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, we started Take My Sanity back in 2016 in, in April, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been just working on a bunch of like pop alternative stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. What about you guys? Well, my name is uh, Blaine. I am the uh, drummer and the producer of the band. So most of the audio that you guys hear from us is mainly out of my basement and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been uh, producing for Taken by Sanity and our group for the past, ever since we really started, last three and a half or four years now. Yeah. And it's definitely been quite a process already. So yeah, <laughs> love it. Love doing it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Blair, and I am the pianist, keyboardist, um, trumpet, uh, every <laughs> instrument pretty much. Really. <laughs> but yeah, and I also do the, I manage the band as well. And I do most of the stuff behind the scenes, um, all the website, all the online stuff, yeah. um, excluding social media. I've um, pretty much done all that. So yeah. Yeah, the stuff that I am really, really bad at. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so. uh, most people I know are really bad at social media stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucks that you have to, like, you know, put that hat on as well. It's like, okay, now I'm the promoter as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's definitely, like, um, it's great having, like, this group where, like, all three of us have, like, different jobs. Um, you know, and Blair, like, handles all, like, the, the business stuff. Blaine does all the producing and stuff, and he, like, does most of the social media, but mm -hmm. I, I desperately try to keep up with that whole <laughs> world, and wow, it's, it's harder than it looks, for yeah. sure. So. Yeah, it definitely is, and just so many things that you don't know and that you don't, like, didn't think that you would need to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. key yeah. hashtags or whatever, and, like, I, I, know. I, I, I don't know. I'm still really bad at it as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a whole course, actually. I went to music school um, just for the past couple of years, and there was, like, one class that I had called Business and Music, and half of that was basically, like, all about social media promotion and everything like that and i don't know if i retained that much information from it but regardless it was a good experience and i learned a lot from that as well for sure so awesome so uh how did you guys kind of all meet and form the band then <laughs> it's quite the story <laughs> who wants to, who wants to tell the story is that... i i think you got a funnier side to it i'll you be think honest so? oh, yeah 100 yeah, all right um then basically how the band started was that um, these guys used to be an instrumental group called the Stillman Brothers, uh, just drums and piano, and um, I was just a vocalist. I honestly didn't know much about like music theory or anything like that. I was like starting to dabble a little bit into it, but I just kind of like grew up uh, singing, and uh, I took piano lessons for a little bit too. Um, but eventually what happened is that I posted a, a cover of a song to YouTube, and um, uh, an old um, mutual friend of ours, uh, saw the video 
and knew that these guys, who were in an instrumental group, they were looking for a vocalist. Um, and so they contacted me and they were like, hey, um, we have this group, we would love for you to come and audition and yada yada. And so I was like, I've never done anything like this before, uh, but yeah, sure, well, let, let's give it a shot, for sure. And so I think like the next week or something, I, I live in Bright Creek and uh, these guys live in Chestermere. So I, I drove out, um, it's like a, about an hour, and um, I went up to the address and I, I knocked on the door. And um, uh, at the time, uh, I didn't know this, but uh, Blaine's grandpa opened the door because I didn't know that uh, these guys lived with their grandparents. And um, I just kind of like stood there for a second and I was like, Blaine? <laughs> is, that, is that you? <laughs> You're a little, a little older than I thought you were going to be. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was just their, their grandpa. And uh, he let me in, and uh, I met the, met the guys, and uh, we just immediately kind of bonded over our shared tastes in music and what we wanted to do. I feel like just that first day, just immediately, we uh, all clicked, really. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, we've just been... And working on music, trying to figure it out as we go, and uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So you kind of you said that you guys bonded over like your kind of music tastes. Mm. So like I guess what would those tastes be? Oh, we were so emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were so so very emo. It's kind of like a meme that like we we do like kind of like popular stuff now, but we were like into like the holy trinity of emo bands at the time, which is like Panic at the Disco, Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, Fallout oh, Boy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I think ever since then, like we, you know, we've we've expanded or, <laughs> a little, know, just, just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that like initially we were just like all like, yeah, we're all emo <laughs> feelings. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting because like I you know I gave your guys this stuff a listen and mm. it's like almost the opposite from the <laughs> I, <know. say. laughs> I think that's safe to say yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I think um I don't know I what we were noticing like when it comes to like live shows was that people were really responding well to that that kind of music that we were writing so I think we just started to like go in that direction what was working for us and uh, mm -hmm. yeah I think this like latest project I just think it has like a overall like general upbeat positive vibe which which i really enjoy personally so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah no uh totally i i dig happy music <laughs> yeah. like your guys music sounds really happy and like you. <laughs> uh just all the tones and stuff like that and all the like the neat synth and like electronic elements to it as well are Sweet, like yeah. super I, I don't know it's like my jam for sure oh like, thank, yeah, thank yeah, you thank yeah. you so much that yeah. means a lot um so uh, uh initially was the stuff you were writing, was it a bit more on the emo side? And this is kind of, or is this just kind of what came out from the collaboration? What would you guys say? Um, you know, honestly, like, I think, I don't know. Like, even I look back to our first song, we wrote uh, a song called Roses. Yeah. Uh, that's off of our City of Contrast album. And actually, even before that, we had a mm -hmm. um, an early demo project of just... Um, just really rough recordings <laughs> from, from what we initially came out with and you know that was like the very first like kind of song that we ever wrote but it was like so it, like the vibe of it was so happy yeah. and everything like that uh but definitely when it came down to city of contrast it kind of felt like we kind of had a more darker vibe in mm -hmm. that sort of um realm of course it, we dabbled into other genres and kind of created what 
we thought would kind of sound cool. Yeah. Um, but as for Saturn Days and our newer stuff, like um, it's definitely like night and day compared to what we previously wrote to now. So I don't know, man. It's it's like a whole other. <laughs> realm and we're still kind of growing off of them <laughs> yeah it really shows our um growth since 2016 to now like you can see our quality of music way back when to <laughs> oh, like just having piano drums bass and then jonah's vocals <laughs> and then now we're into l- literally maybe over 100 instruments per song give or take stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm just really grateful to have these guys as bandmates because like particularly like blaine doing all the production stuff because mm-hmm. i don't know i suck at that i'm i cannot do that stuff but like this guy's all self-taught and uh just like you know seeing like your growth like when it comes to all that stuff is insane because wow i can i actually like I don't know if it's pretentious, but I actually, like, really enjoy listening to it. It's, like, just so alien, because, like, compared to the first two, I was, like, I don't know. It was, there was something about it, but now, Blaine, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, gosh, I appreciate it. Gosh. <laughs> awesome. So, I guess, how do, you, how do the songs kind of come together, then? Wow. Uh, we definitely had a system uh, yeah. back when Jonah was back in school, and, yeah. I mean... Especially now, I mean, like, the last two projects, uh, Jonah used to, uh, or he was in uh, Selkirk College for the last uh, two years uh, studying music production and um, all of that. So, of course, he's in, he's actually in Nelson. We're in Calgary or Chestermere. Uh, so what we would end up doing is we would just kind of come up with an idea or Jonah would come up with one uh, from Selkirk and we just kind of send them back and forth and uh, kind of build the idea from there and... Um, yeah, it was a lot of, like, online transferring and stuff. We've actually, I think throughout City of Contrast, I don't think we were ever, like, in the same room. Yeah. Making no, that. I, I don't think so. Not that was entirely separate. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, like, the collaboration where we just, like, send ideas back and forth and mm-hmm. build on them and build on them. And, yeah, that's been our process for, like, the last two, three years or yeah. so. Yeah, like, that's true. Definitely. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really awesome because you would not be able to, like, tell that, you know? Like, it sounds so cohesive and, like, everything fits so well together. Oh, thank you. And, like, thank you yeah. so much. That means a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely, like, a bit of a learning process, but mm-hmm. I think um, it was, like, really good for us to learn because when, like, um, COVID initially happened and we all had to, like, distance and everything, um, for us, like, not really a, a ton changed just because it was, like, we, we had, like, already gotten that whole process down to like a science where like you know we just send each other's stuff back and forth so we were totally able to keep working on our projects and everything before our release so mm-hmm. yeah it's cool cool um so i guess like just kind of touching on covid a little bit uh how has that i guess impacted the way you guys do things in the band has it changed things or i mean i mean like i said there was the whole writing process hasn't really like changed a ton um at least initially i feel like now like you know we can um work and collaborate like in the same room now which is great but um when we were first like uh working on like uh saturn days and also some of the new songs that we have in the works currently (laughs) um uh yeah like that that whole process wasn't super alien to us um but it definitely was like obviously like for every musician in the area like it was it's pretty tough to like 
you know, get super excited, like starting to book shows for the summer season and uh, then like kind of just watch all of them slowly get canceled and you're like, oh, yeah. there goes that one and there goes that one. Oh, okay, well, that's all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so besides that, I think like um, we've just been trying to like focus on uh, social media stuff and um, new new songs and everything because um, obviously like that is such a massive uh, outlet and you know tool that you can use to keep yourself afloat and then we also we've been able to do actually a couple of really cool gigs you know where we've had like some backyard concerts for people like all socially distanced when uh, those restrictions were lifted and uh, wow that was just oh those are so much fun. I forgot how much I missed performing, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I th we got like a couple more shows coming up for sure. Um, but yeah, for now, we've just been mostly focusing on writing and social media stuff. Awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, especially, um, I don't know, like we, we've definitely been able to be a lot more creative with how we get our music out there and stuff now, especially since everything um, we've been focusing a lot more on how we can digitally get our music out because a lot of the time when it came down to promotion even though we would post a photo be like hey guys check check this thing out that's cool um even though we would do that before but now we're actually like we found a way where we can record all of our live shows and like even the backyard sessions that we started doing we're actually starting a series uh, on our youtube channel of us performing and um it's so far we've posted one episode so far and it's been very well received and whatnot and we just uh, especially for now, I mean, it's definitely a series we want to continue on and just kind of put online. So I don't know, like even with COVID, even though not a lot of people can see our shows right now or can't come see a show at all, um, you know, we can put that on our platform for people to watch and uh, to show off our new stuff, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I, that's a great idea because it's like, you know, they can tune into a concert essentially whenever they want. Exactly. And at home. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, the first time that I had heard of you guys was actually at last year's YYC Music Awards. Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was actually covering, covering the event as media, and you guys won... Uh, People's Choice Award. Yes. 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 Yeah. So I guess, like, <laughs> what, what, what kind of does that mean for you guys? Oh, my gosh. That was surreal, really. Yes. I think... Honestly, um, just the fact, especially that it was like um, like a fan voted award, that really meant a lot to us because we like went into that um, whole experience like totally with like zero expectations. We were surrounded by like the the biggest names in Calgary, and we were like, we're just happy to be here, and, like, <laughs> have some free pizza, you know. Yeah. And, um, so the fact that we were um, we received so much support from our fan base and like our communities and um, all that like fan voting was just yeah like I said totally surreal I think um, I I was just so dumbfounded when we walked on stage I was not prepared I was like I think I said this is crazy like five different times because I was like I don't know I was I didn't know what to say so I think like for us that was really special because it was like um, just like having that award was like you know this thing that like represented like how much support we had from our fans and honestly like that 
means the world to us, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have that, like, standing up in our little little studio, like, right right by the... Yeah, by the so computer. proud of it. Everybody yeah. comes over and it's like, can I hold it for a second? Like, yeah. I haven't seen this in, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Exactly. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, yeah and even... Awesome. I mean, this year we were nominated for People's Choice as well. And, like, because we have a bit.ly link and whatnot, so we can see where we're getting votes from. And... Even this year, we've gotten quite a few votes from international people, from France, United States, and whatnot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Even um, Saudi Arabia, we had a couple votes from. So it's incredible just to see how widespread our music has influenced people. I, yeah, I had no idea, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't know who's right listening now. to there our, you go. our music in Saudi, but that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting when you look at those like uh, analytics sometimes, like... I think there's like three people in Russia who listen to the podcast, and it's yeah? like I don't know, like cool guys, but like <laughs> that is so cool, That's so cool. Yeah, but uh, so you guys are nominated for People's Choice this year, and then two other awards, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. correct. We are nominated for the Zachariah and the Prophets and Group of the Year. Uh, surprisingly, actually, <laughs> yes. actually, we we were we didn't like I don't know, especially Group of the Year. We were just kind of like. What? Really? Yeah. I think Us? I just kind of threw that in, being like, whatever happens, happens. And, well, look yeah, at this. I, I don't even know. That was I, definitely when we found out, like, the nominations, I um, got a call <laughs> from Blaine, and then we, like, called Blair, and we were all just screaming like little girls and, like, freaking out. You know, it was one of those moments where it was like, we had no shame. We were just, like, <laughs> totally just living in the moment (laughs) that's awesome so like again i guess kind of like what does that mean to you guys as a band like it uh, taking away the first people's choice award is huge because like like you said that's it's not like critics coming and critiquing your music it's the people it's your fans who are voting for you you know that's that's big I, i think that was probably one of the the biggest awards of that year, because I think it was the first year that they had it. Yeah. But, uh, like, that's that's insane. That's so yeah. cool. Like, so I guess, what does it feel like now? Because, again, you have your fans voting, but now you also have, I guess, the, the critics, and they're judging your music. So I guess what does that kind of contrast like? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... For me personally, obviously, like, um, I value like the opinions of the the critics and stuff like that and um but i think like regardless of like whether or not we take home any more like awards or anything like that i think just like remembering especially like last year the the amount of support and also this year we received a ton of support like blair was saying i think like regardless of however it turns out just like um uh just being happy with what what we got for sure like i think it's, we have something really special with our fan base where it's like that supportive and creating these amazing opportunities for us so i don't know that's those are kind of my thoughts personally but do you guys have any, any thoughts man like yeah like honestly we, we go into these um these kinds of things like not again like you were saying before like we don't, don't expect anything and um, I think it's so cool. Um, like, I think for me as a producer anyway, um, like I'm somebody who does this in his basement, you know, I don't, I've never done like a big show production. I've never went to school for any of this stuff and to have professionals and 
all these people kind of listen and critique her music, the lyrics and the instrumentals and just the amount of hours we've all personally put into it. Um, I, I think that's so cool. And to even think like some people will say, hey, you guys stack up to like a professional standard. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so and I don't know. It's just it's a surreal feeling to even be nominated for these and to be recognized for um, these nominations. Uh, I think just every year we're continuing to grow and um, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel so happy I could be surrounded by these talented individuals who can you <laughs> oh, know, do oh. this with me. You know, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I would agree with the people like you guys get a professional sound out of what you're working with. Like, I don't know exactly what you're working with, but um, <laughs> <Not> like, <much. laughs> it's, it's for sure comparable to things I've heard from studios or like wow. it's heads and heads above some of the DIY stuff I have heard. Like, you know, I've, I've heard lots of, of music, but like, to know that you guys are doing this all on your own is very impressive, honestly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That, yeah, that really that really means a lot. I mean, like, I don't know. We, don't, we only got, like, a laptop, like, the one, the one interface and, like, the one condenser microphone. And I think <laughs> exactly. that's, that's pretty much the setup. That's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very, you know, minimal. very minimalistic yeah. kind of uh, thing. And um, I don't know, that, like, just seeing what... I've been able to do in just the past four years and I'm continuing to learn every day just off of YouTube tutorials. Hey, why does my mic sound so muddy? Let's look that up really quickly, you know, put that on there. Um, but yeah, just every year I'm learning more and more when it comes down to production. It's crazy. Like what you can actually do like in your basement nowadays, like, yeah. uh, you don't need to go to spend $10,000 to get a professional album done. If you don't need to, if you put the time in, like, you can do this in your basement. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny because like I was saying earlier, I went to went to school for a couple of years for music production and like I thought like I had like a full studio to like I had access to, like massive speakers, like the best like, you know, recording software and everything. And I was like I would listen to my projects and be like, Okay, yeah, this this is sound pretty good. Maybe I'm like starting to learn something and then I would send it to Blaine and he would like send me like an idea of his or something. And it would just sound like exponentially better <laughs> than anything I could ever make at school. And so I was like, okay, okay. Blaine's just flexing on me now. <laughs> His laptop and like just like YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you'll be the producer. I, I don't know what I'm doing uh, clearly. But <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you sounded great, I promise. I appreciate that. I mean, Jonah, all the knowledge that you've gained from your two years at school, that has really helped us exponentially. Oh, thank you. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it was pretty cool um, to definitely just go to that school and um, not only like with production, but just also developing... Um, you know connections and then like uh you know i think my voice personally like i uh, struggled with a lot of things and i think i started to like work through some uh classic errors i was making and uh um yeah and it was also really cool to like develop that whole writing process with you guys and how we can really like collaborate independently almost you know mm -hmm. i don't know it, i think it was a great experience for sure 
Yeah, for sure. And now you can kind of like talk shop. And that's always fun, you know. You know the terms of production and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least I hope so. It's been a little while yeah. since I've been going over any of that. But. Uh, I remember, like, in the days, finding out somebody else did music production, just being like, okay, like, let's talk about compressors here. Yeah. <laughs> like, How about that EQ, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's like, man, the production side of things is this whole, it's a whole, it's it's its own whole rabbit hole of just things that you can dive into. It's, yeah, it's like it's en- endless. So yeah, yeah, I don't know if you like what your experience with plugins is, but like, oh wow, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I had a teacher who was like, you know, giving all these recommendations for like, you know, pretty like standard plugins, and like, I had a buddy who was super addicted into like getting all these super good plugins but yeah. just dropping like thousands and thousands of dollars oh, yeah. easily on like you know just like software it's pretty crazy how yeah. how deep that whole world goes just yeah. for like the smallest little Oh, here's uh, a saturation plugin for 200 bucks or something like that. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. And that, like, honestly, that in itself can be a trap because people think that they need all these plugins to, like, make their stuff sound better. But really, you just need to learn the ones that you have. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Learn That's... the ins and outs of what you have and what you're working with, and mm-hmm. you're going to make something good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that kind of, like, ties in with the whole thing where, like, Blaine's production style, like, versus, like, what I was doing. I, I think I got, like, so caught up in, like, the options, and, like, I never really honed in on, like, any specific, like, plugins or, like, anything like that. So the fact that, like, like you just, you have, like, the... Like just logic and the, the default stuff. Yeah, it's and a lot. Of, it's a lot of default. Um, yeah. Of course, I've, I've, d- like all the other plugins I use are like free ones you can get online. Like I have like a Spectrum app analyzer, and I have um like a little package from Isotope where they do. It's kind of like a complete package with like some vocal production and some instrument production stuff. Um, but that's really the most I've spent on most of our stuff but everything usually i'll use a lot of the logic stock stuff because like everything you can do within uh half these plugins you can just do right with what you got exactly what you were saying earlier yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah so yeah i hope there aren't any producers listening that are just like (laughs) just saying just like oh no don't do it (laughs) not the default plugins (laughs) (laughs) i mean a lot of the people that i've uh at least like uh seen on youtube or whatever they say that you know just like if you can only afford the default, then just get really good at using the default plugins, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I use I use Ableton because I'm a Mac person. Or no, sorry, uh, other one. PC. PC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fart. But uh, um, yeah, the only plugins that I've bought in is uh, Pro-Q stuff. So I have a compressor and an yeah. EQ and a saturator. Mm-hmm. And I only use the EQ and compressor now for the podcast, but... I mean, we only got those because my buddy, who I was making music with at the time, he was a student, and he got, like, this student discount, which is, like, oh yeah, yeah, 75% off or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, sure. but, uh, yeah, just, like, learning those plugins and just getting really good with those is, mm. is it, it's what's going to make it, you know? Understanding what those knobs are doing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just wanted to add, like, what I've really noticed, because when I was um, in high school, I was looking into getting into music production and whatnot, and um, I was planning on going to U of L for the music production and everything. But what I've noticed, because I did a little um, 
hour session with the studio and whatnot and they had all these um hardware compressors all these equipment and when you go on logic you can pretty much get the same sound without spending all the money on the hardware just like what you said <laughs> yeah. but it's really cool because we don't have anything except a laptop <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah yeah well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's crazy because some of the biggest musicians in the world right now, that's all they have too, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. Especially, like, if you look into the a little bit more into the electronic music world, mm -hmm. those those guys, they're just making music with their computers. And, like, yeah, it's true. when they start off, they're just in their bedroom with laptops probably hidden away on the keys, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sometimes we like don't have a MIDI controller, and then you just pull up like the the keyboard, uh, yeah, keyboard exactly. like controller, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like half the bass the bass lines and the melodies. Like I don't even have like a controller. I pull up, I just pull up the Logic one, play on my actual like typing keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 very minimalistic overall. Like that's basically. Yeah. It. I hope you're not cringing. Yeah. I, I know that you're a bass player here. There's a beautiful bass behind me for the people who are just listening I just, and uh yeah but I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, i'm definitely not cringing because that's how i got my start like into making music like yeah i had played the bass before but like actually making music was a friend of mine came over with like he saw i had ableton and we just started hitting shit on our like laptop keyboard you know and like yeah, yeah. you make a beat and you're like oh that actually is cool then you just add on to that and you're like wow i can do this all with just my laptop yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing and it's just fun to play around with that and like see what you can create with like the sounds that you're given and stuff like yeah, that and, yeah mm. oh man that reminds me of like when i was like 12 or something and i first opened up GarageBand and just like playing around with loops and uh, samples and everything like that it's just such a blast such yeah. a blast <laughs> yeah no it's 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 I, I, I highly encourage people if, if you have any interest in music just like i don't know pick up a free program or whatever and just bang around on the buttons like mm -hmm. yeah it, it seems sure. it seems daunting at first but uh i mean i don't know you get into it and you start to learn things and the only way you're going to learn is if you do it i think yeah so. totally 100 percent. Yeah, yeah like i even look back at our first demo like we ever did <laughs> like oh the amount of compression that we use was insane yeah. and, <laughs> like everything like Jonah would record with his like little Yeti microphone at the time, like not even like studio <laughs> quality. <laughs> record that through, throw a compressor on that, send it to me after it was compressed, and then I would compress it like oh, wow. for like three, That's four, right. five times, like heavily, and <sighs> like and was it was bad. so basic. But like, <laughs> but like as you say, like you start off somewhere, and then mm -hmm. eventually you just grow and you learn more and more. I had no idea what EQing was at the time. Just like yeah. throw yeah, slap a right. compressor on there, yeah. sounds above the drums, cool. That's good enough. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Like we still have those hard copy CDs at our house, and. I, it's just always a reminder you look back and you're like wow our stuff actually sounds kind of good now yeah. <laughs> it's way better now yeah it's kind of interesting because even with those old cds we did everything ourselves and even <laughs> we stuck the labels on the cds like taped them on there oh yeah oh, that's my, right we, the, the i don't want to know how many players. people how many people's car radios just got oh yeah, out yeah from maybe, it. maybe we don't uh. <laughs> oh, sorry if that has happened to you we'll, yeah, we'll, buy, we'll buy you a new car here's a formal <laughs> apology <laughs> 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 so sorry all uh so yeah i guess kind of just talking uh, you know about your kind of musical pro progression through the albums uh i guess 
What did you learn from your first release that you kind of took and applied to your most recent release? Oh, the very first one? I I mean, I would say, like, what we've been saying, like, just the, um, the production, obviously, like, um, and I think, at least for me personally, like, just learning from um, this whole songwriting process, like, when we first wrote like for example our first song roses that was the first time i like had ever written like lyrics or anything like that and you know just like listening back to old songs and trying to like think okay like why does this like kind of sit weird with me like could this be improved is this like or also just like noticing like okay this is like really empty there's not really much happening in like this section here when we're transitioning from like the chorus to the second verse or whatever why, why did we do that? Like, what could we potentially do in the future to, like, fill that up? And really just, like, trying to critically, like, listen back and be like, okay, that was kind of crappy, but maybe we can, like, you know, for in the future thing, like, um, take those, like, little, like, maybe, like, nagging thoughts they might have, like, for the older projects and try to, like, develop it in, in with the new songs. And so... Um, yeah, like, for me, personally, like, when it comes to, like, my my lyricism and, like, the melody writing and um, also just, like, working on instrumentals and stuff, just really trying to, like, fill the space and um, try to, like, um, keep the attention of the listener and uh, still, like, try to say something that really means a lot to you. Um, I think that, that honesty um, is something that I never like want to lose sight of I guess in the future and so um you know recognizing like where where you can improve but also like where that original love of like writing music and um songwriting came from so yeah for sure yeah, yeah. I just love um how our group works because most almost everything we do and show the public is everything we've done ourselves without very much outside influence or whatnot. And I just think that's very, you know, honest of us. This is who we really are. Like even on our most recent um, EP, Saturn Days, I drew the artwork on it and yeah. <laughs> we um, recorded all the songs ourselves. And it's just such an amazing thing because I don't know how many artists can actually say that they've done everything their, themselves, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, yeah, like, I I really like that that honesty uh, section that Jonah was talking about uh, just before, like um, how he just, I don't know, like e even with his lyricism, like I've always I've uh, ever since like the first day like I started working with Jonah when it came down to the first project, even to this most recent project, it's always been uh, Jonah's lyricism, uh, just in a lot of ways, like it just. Um, how he says things and like the metaphors he comes up with are oh they, they're really inspirational <laughs> to me um and they actually really influence how i drum as well like uh even though i'm not saying any words i like to kind of inspire and like find cool things i can do behind the kit and even find things during our live show that we can better improve um like even even though in certain songs like there are sometimes those empty spaces of what we could do we also apply that uh, to our live show and we really do fill in that space and um, and we, we're just we're just trying to find like 
more and more ways to just improve off of that for first project. I think honestly, Jonah said it really well, like mm -hmm. um, no. right a, right around the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could build off of that. I can't. That was perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think what you guys kind of touched on there is like really important. Is just kind of you know you're being honest with yourselves through your music. You're kind of staying true to who you guys are. And you're trying to project that through your music, mm -hmm. and I think that people. I think people crave honesty, you know, people can sniff out somebody who's being fake from a mile away, especially with social media nowadays and stuff like that. It's pretty obvious who's saying things just to say things and, because they think they should say it or who's saying it because that's what they believe, you know? Right. And I think people now more than ever are kind of attracted to that honesty. Mm -hmm. And yes. at least I personally, that's what I'm attracted to, you know, like, 100%. so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think like, when it comes to social media, we, I personally, like, I, I see a lot of, like, personalities, you know, and, um, I feel like a lot of people also see that, and I don't know, I, I definitely, a lot of it does seem kind of, like, exaggerated or something like that, and, you know, obviously there's, like, the whole side of something, well, the industry or, like, just social media in general, where in order to entice an audience, you know, you kind of got to, like, play a bit of a character or something but to me I I personally never really resonated with that and um, I think like uh, there's kind of that illusion when it comes to like social media and that's kind of why I find it a little a little difficult to maneuver like um, like posting and running like social media or anything like that because it's so difficult because you know you want to be able to you know promote yourself and like um, you know get the attention of people who haven't listened to you before um but also um really trying to like stay true to like who you guys are and not like like starting to do a, a character or something like that that's kind of like oh man that that's scary stuff to me i'm not really <laughs> yeah. a big fan of that but um yeah so i think like just for me personally i find just bringing it back um whenever like i start to like lose sight of that just like bringing it back like I said to why we originally started and like that first day when we met up and like played through some songs and how excited I was <laughs> to meet you guys I was so nervous yeah. before I met these guys I had no idea what to expect um I was like oh man what if they're like mean to me because I, I was such a dork still am but, yeah. um <laughs> But they were just the biggest sweethearts ever. And so, like, that, that day was just, like, the coolest, coolest experience. And so, yeah, like I said, just remembering those moments and everything and those, like, really awesome shows and uh, everything like that where you just kind of think to yourself, like, wow, yes, this is, this is why we're doing this, you know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I think it's a, for any creative person, like, navigating that self-promotion and, like, social media minefield is really difficult, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, uh, trying to be, like, it's really hard not to, like, portray, portray an image of yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just kind of be your honest self on social media. Yeah. It's something I've definitely had to kind of uh, also navigate and, you know, you, trial and error, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard, but... Uh, uh, something I wanted to get to is, like, you kind of said that, you know, you have all these different instruments on, like, single tracks and stuff. So how do you kind of take that and interpret it, like, transfer it into a, the live show? Oh, yeah. So it's actually 
pretty cool. So um, we we basically um, you know we finish our project as um, at at the end, of course. Uh, we always finish our projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so so yeah, we make we make a second uh, project, basically just kind of taking out like the elements that we're going to be performing. So like I'll take out the drums and because I'm I'm playing those live. Blair will decide what keyboards he wants to play. Like usually the main thing and. I'll ask Jonah what kind of main line he's gonna sing and take uh, kind of form the harmonies around that and whatnot and just slap a click track on there and that's basically it but um, as well when it comes down to the live show we also kind of break down what would be cool in certain sections like we I have we I actually really like um, how 21 pilots like just uh, saying how they wrote their music was they wrote theirs functioning kind of um, around how they would perform their live show mm -hmm. and I like to keep that same mentality when we're writing songs like what are we going to do in this section what would be cool for the audience or what can we do to uh yeah just really blow everyone's mind essentially <laughs> right yeah um and that's that's really it like just going into the songwriting process and even going to the live show like we always think about what are we going to do with the audience while we're writing that song for instance mm -hmm. cool yeah i think it, it definitely is like um without like the uh the secondary projects it would be like really difficult for us to like have the same kind of full sound because i don't know i i can't play uh, like guitar ukulele or piano or whatever you know and do all the <laughs> play them all at the so, same time yeah like yeah. obviously that's just not possible so um in order to still have that full sound it's really really great i think um to utilize um, that uh, technology to still like keep that original sound that we have like in our recordings mm -hmm. um, as you know as uh, yeah yeah pretty much it I would say <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. just want the live show to sound kind of like our recordings at least yeah, yeah you know um, just like having that fullness to the, to the sound yeah, yeah. But it's it's really cool because even though we've been starting to do those backyard sessions as I was saying uh, we record uh basically everything that's coming out of those speakers so the backing track and uh, jonah's vocals and everything and just even isolating just what we're playing and stuff like honestly i'm not quite blown away on how how we actually sound like we sound amazing um <laughs> we sound great guys not cocky at all eh? yeah, no 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 honestly no it sounds it sounds um it sounds great if it's just like even with us three without that backing track like mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure we could perform without having that backing track right beside us but in order to make that sound really full and off of our album and our eps and stuff like um yeah it's definitely necessary to um capture that full image of what we're all about mm -hmm. yeah i think it's also good that we're doing like the live recordings because like for me personally i've been like kind of doing the opposite where i like i listen to it and i'm like okay you know obviously it's a live show so like you know nothing's gonna be perfect but i'm like okay um so i've been like doing that same mistake there consistently for like the past two or three times that we've recorded so like maybe clearly if there's a pattern there i should work on that and looking at it like a bit more critically and trying to like you know learn from those repeated mistakes um, that's been like super helpful for me, especially like for some songs that I was like initially struggling with when we were first rehearsing and everything. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm really excited for some of these backyard sessions. That we've been <laughs> yeah. I really like that we're starting to record all of our shows. Well, so far this year. And it's really neat to be able to see your show from the audience perspective. And 
like, I would just love to be an audience member of our show, <laughs> like, being honest, because, wow, we do some really interesting things that a lot of bands don't do, so I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, I mean, now you actually kind of can be an audience member with those recordings, you know exactly. what I mean? But it, it's good that you guys are taking those recordings and you look at them critically, you know? I think that's beneficial yeah. for any band to do. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, that's how, like, I improve my stuff, you know? It's, I have to go back and listen to every single podcast I've ever done because I edit it, you know? But, like, mm. through that process, I improve the way the podcast flows, the way yeah. I speak to people, because, like, I listen. I'm like, I don't like how I did that. I don't like how I did that. I yeah. say like too much or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like, even for us, like, this like. whole... Yeah, like, I don't know. We, we don't... I, I'd say, like, even, like, interviews and podcasts and all that stuff, like, it's definitely, like, a new, still new territory for us, so mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we're going to listen back and be like, oh, gosh, how do we say that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, honestly, um, but being critical of yourself just overall, I feel like is really important and mm -hmm. finding ways to, yeah, yeah, again, like, Im improve on your craft and your art and being mm -hmm. the best version of yourself and, yeah. No, I definitely agree. But I think also you got to find a balance, you know, like Easily, yeah. you got to you got to be critical with yourself, but you also got to give yourself like props, you know, when you do oh, good, man. celebrate those <laughs> as well. Like but it's hard yeah. to, right? Oh, it's, it's definitely yeah. hard to give yourself like the the credit like you think you deserve. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting that it's way easier to be critical about yourself and way harder to like give yourself like a you know pat on the back or whatever exactly exactly yeah. Yeah, and true. even like when we were first starting to perform in front of crowds and stuff i had such bad stage fright and when i used to watch our well our first shows and stuff like the canada show in strathmore like oh yeah it was just um yeah, we changed our show a lot since then, <laughs> for good. So I think, yeah, of course, recording makes us um, self-improve, and you know our growth is, you know, we, you can see it throughout our show. Yeah. It's really great. For sure. So how do you get kind of get over that type of stage fright? Is it just you know exposure therapy essentially? Exactly. Or, yeah. <laughs> Even now, if I'm going on stage, I still get you know the butterflies and whatnot, but yeah. it's definitely a little bit more tolerable. <laughs> Well, I think especially because you like you know you're you're the face of this brand and mm. this music right and um, I think just yeah it's it's like the same feeling it's whether or not it's a backyard session or if it's like a festival with a couple hundred people or I don't even know if we played in front of a thousand people but even if it was in front of that like it's the same sort of feeling it's the same sort of butterflies because you're just showing off you, everything you've put your hard work into and it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's scary but it's honestly it's it's really cool at the same time that we're able to perform everything like we've worked really hard to do as well right mm -hmm. yeah for sure i um i definitely think like initially when we were starting out for me personally i like was always super nervous going on stage um especially also just um even smaller things before i met these guys i would go to like little open mics or like, you know, uh, vocal recitals or something like that and it'd be terrifying. But eventually, um, for, I, I kind of like thought to myself like, you know what, if, if I don't like show this audience that I really 
am enjoying myself and I enjoy this music, then how like would we ever expect them to enjoy our music too? So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I was like, wow, that's why have I been like so petrified of that when I should. You know, it's kind of like that balance. You know, you want you want to be critical of yourself, but also eventually you kind of get to the point where you got to be like, you know what? I I like I like these songs. I think maybe these some more people would like them too. So mm-hmm. I should like try to try to show them like how much fun it can be to like be in the song and just performing these tunes and everything like that. It's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really fun for me. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I, like as an audience member, you can totally pick up on that, you know? Yeah. We've all been to shows where you you see the band and they're having the best time on stage. And it's hard <laughs> not to have a good time with them, you know? Exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, and I, I've had shows with the op- opposite effect where it's like you see a band on stage and it looks like they're miserable. Right. And yeah. you, you can just, you feel that energy or whatever it is, like you get that as an audience member as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think right now, like one of my like biggest inspirations is this band called Dayglow. And... Um, it's just it was really refreshing to like discover um, him. I think it's just it's just the one guy who like writes and produces all of it. But it's really refreshing to like find like new groups, um, even like and also like local musicians who, you know, like choose that route where it's just like having such a blast. Like yeah. no, regardless of like whether or not it's in front of like two people or like a few thousand. Like that is the stuff that I really respect and I I really want us to have like the same kind of energy when we when we perform so easily yeah yeah no for sure i think it's important uh to do that uh just like i said because as an audience member you can definitely tell right uh, if the band's having a good time or not and yeah for sure we're all there for the same reason right because we love music (laughs) we want to see some really good like live music and stuff so you guys are the providers of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so do you guys have a a uh, personal favorite track uh, off of any of your releases that you've recorded, or oh jeez, I'll let you guys go first. I gotta, oh, man. I gotta think about this. Okay, um, <laughs> wow, I-, I would say like any any of the like honestly like I always I always resort to um how we how we play the live show for instance like that's what really gets me excited about most of these songs and I'd say like. Man, like one of my favorites right now is definitely our, our on our most recent EP uh, on Saturn Days called uh, Waterfall. Uh, I just think uh, just as soon as like like it's just like the um, the huge crash hit right in the beginning of the chorus that just comes from nothing and just kind of builds <laughs> up. It's like so come and find me. And you just go right into the chorus. Like I sc- like I scream it out every single time. And then uh, during our live show, we actually. Uh, during the bridge, we have uh, the crowd kind of sing back a, a line, and for me and Blair, because we're constantly during our live show, we're just behind kind of our setups. Blair's behind his keys, I'm behind my drums all the time, and we actually integrated. We're we're actually kind of stepping up behind the kit, going up to the audience, getting people to sing this line, and I, I think it's just the the hopefulness and um, just everything within the lyrics, and just getting everyone to sing that back. Like that's why that's my favorite song right now, mm-hmm. by far. Yeah, I would have to agree with Blaine. <laughs> like, Waterfall is definitely my favorite song, especially because when we perform it, I get to play such a nice line in the bridge. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And another song that 
is very close. Like they're very equal. I would say is glass hands performing that one mm. live. And just the sound of it is just so nice. <laughs> I don't know so how to nice. explain it. <laughs> right. I just love it so much. And at our live show on that song, cause we normally play that as our closer and we just go wild on stage. <laughs> I love it. The fun. audience loves it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely like tying into the the energy of the those songs is yeah. I think that's also why I really like them. I think um, those songs and then also uh, that song, the very first song that we wrote, "Roses." We kind of had a bit of like a love hate relationship with it because <laughs> it was that one of those songs where like we would record it and then we'd be like, okay, that's really bad so let's like try again and then we'd be like okay that's a bit better but let's like re-record it and we did it like seven different times and so it was like one of those things where we kind of like initially were like okay like this song's getting a little bit old but then when we'd play it live like like i said earlier this is just kind of like this energy to it and the response that we get from the crowd is unreal that like right now it's one of my favorite tunes to play and um <laughs> Uh, despite it being like the first song that we wrote, I feel like, you know, um, obviously like looking back, I would, you know, you, you look at all your old songs and you're like, oh man, maybe we could have like done something like that. But right now I, I really love that song. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, I really like, um, Labyrinth off of our new EP just because it's like, um, I feel like it has that same, like, uh, like I said, that energy, but in the opposite direction where it's kind of a bit more somber and it's it's really interesting to me to um, perform and uh, have like all these songs that, are, you know, we're trying to get like the crowd excited and uh, hyped up and then feeling the, the opposite of that when we're performing that song, kind of like that, that guttural um, somberness that I feel personally because I have a lot of you know, emotions attached to that song. I, something about it, it I kind of get like goosebumps when we're like doing that final bridge and just like rocking out to it. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow, I just, it's really, really refreshing to, you know, obviously like, with, like I said with COVID, it was kind of disappointing to like have a release and then not be able to like perform the songs. But now that we're performing them, it's like, Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This yeah. is what we like wrote the songs for, like these moments. So, yeah. awesome. Uh, just as a one of my favorites that I've heard from you guys is uh, Sleepwalker. Off oh, of the, oh yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know what it was about that one, but it was just like so different, kind of, from all the other ones. And I think it was like the initial, the way that it comes in, it's just interesting and kind of weird a little bit. And thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was really neat. So thank you so thank much. You. Yeah. That, I appreciate. It. I think that was that was the song at the Vogue Awards. Yeah, for People's was, Choice. Yeah, it was oh. People's Choice. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, it was go. also um, the CBC Searchlight where we got top ten nationally. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Um, there's a there's a competition called uh, CBC Searchlight and um, basically just I'm sure you've, you've heard of it but it's like a massive like national songwriting contest and I don't know how it happened I think it was also actually fan voting for that but I was in class and I got a call from Blaine 
And <laughs> once again, it was one of those moments where I just I had to like run out of class and I was just like screaming like a little girl because I was like so so freaking excited. Yeah. I was so stunned and just the amount of support we had behind that. Like we put posters in Strathmore and Chestermere and uh, I think we had some up in Block Diamonds and just all the mm -hmm. foothills areas. We tried to cover like we we really promoted that as much as we could and had the mayor talk to us like it, it was oh, just yeah, such, right. it was such a cool like experience just having like a whole community kind of gather behind you have like like um publishers and stuff like be like hey can we support you guys in some way like it's just the amount of people that came behind us to push us for that like was so cool and unlike anything i've ever experienced before you know <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure that was definitely such a great day i just yeah <laughs> we did so well with our audience and even that was our what was it i think it was that day was our first day on the radio too oh yeah that's right yeah we heard ourselves on cbc we're like oh my god that's us we're on the radio oh my god yeah it was crazy oh my gosh just comes back all always comes back to the the fans and just the amazing amazing group that we have supporting us i Really, there's just no way that I think we could ever express how grateful we are to them. And I just, yeah, I don't even know what to say because it's just, it's so crazy how these like insane opportunities keep happening, especially like through fan voting and stuff. So, um, like if, if you're, if you're listening right now, thank you from the bottom <laughs> so of my heart. It really means the world to us, especially like right now when we don't have that many shows, like having these incredible opportunities is just really really it keeps us motivated and keeps us inspired and uh yeah thank you from the bottom of our hearts really yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome it's it, so it's like since you guys are such like a diy band would you ever like you guys do everything you you <laughs> produce it's like entirely your vision mm -hmm. so like maybe as you get would it would would it be hard for you guys to kind of give up some of that control? Um, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, like there's some things that um, I would be totally fine with other people handling. You know, like <laughs> like for example, the social media stuff. That's you know, there's like just so many hats. Like you were saying earlier, that like when you're an independent artist, you have to like keep switching them like you're okay i'm the promoter now i'm the social media person now I'll, I'll be the singer and then like you know it's it's pretty crazy um how many like tasks and jobs there really are so it's it's sometimes there's a lot to keep track of so for me personally I, there's some things that i would be like totally fine uh giving up but when it comes to like the actual creation of the music and like you know the lyricism and all of that i i out i would be comfortable with you know too much meddling when it comes to that stuff i would yeah. say you know yeah but uh what about, what about you guys oh I, no i i definitely agree like there there are definitely some things like i would 100 percent let other people handle as you were saying like the social media we're not we're not great at social media yes. um, <laughs> we're not great at it um but um yeah like definitely with that kind of stuff but like you were saying before like with our creation just our process and stuff um that's just, that's something I'm very passionate about. Um, regardless, like you know, we we try to go. I, I think every single project we come up with, we 
try to be a little bit more open-minded than the last one or the last project and we definitely grow a lot more and even if it is a little bit more not really what we're used to and we're like well, well let's make it ours then uh so definitely when it comes down to the creation like it's definitely something we want to keep ours and very genuine with who we are and not really let other people kind of interact as much but mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I would actually have to agree with the boys, obviously. <laughs> the music production, I like how we're um, able to do our way. We don't have to follow someone else's rules, and I don't really want to have deadlines for our music, because that just almost creates crappy music. It's just thrown <laughs> out there so you can get it done, get paid at the end of the day. And obviously, I want... I would like to have someone just take over all the emails and all the <laughs> coding for the website. Right, right. That would, oh, be, that would be some. Someone take it, please. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the music production, I, I want to keep it just to three of us. Like, of course, it would be nice, you know, to eventually move on to a more uh, like professional kind of uh, studio, for instance, and stuff like just uh, uh, being able to record, um, you know, more live drums like we just started uh recording more live drums now uh but before we it's all midi stuff um but yeah recording like live drums and uh being in a soundproof place where we like just kind of enhancing what we already have um so i, I wouldn't mind you know having a professional kind of behind us be like hey like let's make you guys sound better in this way mm -hmm. um i'd mm -hmm. definitely be open to that when it comes down to production but as long as it doesn't interrupt like the process we have like that i'm definitely okay with that yeah mm -hmm. cool yeah. And that's one thing that people, like any creative person, if you're not a creative person, you do, just do not understand how many emails you have to send. Oh, <laughs> oh. The amount of missed emails Lord. we've had is oh. insane. Oh, it's God. so true. Oh, man. Even just like, even with COVID, like, I don't know how it happens, but sometimes like emails just slip through the cracks and then, you know, you feel so bad and, oh gosh, it's so crazy to keep track of everything. So yeah, yeah I think it would be ideal if, uh, <laughs> you know, someone could handle that stuff for us, but no, I'm sorry. not quite there yet, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah. Well, I'm very happy that you guys caught my email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah, we are too. So thank you. Yes. Thank you again. Yeah, for sure. Is there any kind of just final things that you guys want to throw out there before we wrap this up? Um, I guess like, um, if, uh, if you'd like to listen to our music, um, if, is it okay if we oh, do a self plug self away? Promo? This Sweet. is, this okay. is where you <laughs> plug away. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got all of our music on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you listen to your music. Um, uh, our new EP, uh, Saturdays came out on, uh, June 1st. May right? 29th. May 29th. Oops, my bad. <laughs> um, but uh, it's available everywhere. And uh, um, and uh, yeah, once again, just like thank you to our fans for supporting us all the way to this point. And also thank you for having us on the show. This has been mm -hmm. a blast. It's our first podcast. Ever. Yeah, this is super <laughs> cool. Such a cool so, experience. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. Um, and just for everybody out there, I'll, I'll have all the links for your social media and all the music all in the episode thank notes. You. So it's really easy for people to find. Sweet. And yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for coming and uh, chatting on the podcast with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Of desire, of desire.
Struggling to find the words to write this song But we've all decided to drown in our sins To inspire, to inspire The forbidden club is not too long episode of Groove Talk, why not leave a review? You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Help us break through those evil algorithms and reach the most amount of glorious listeners that we possibly can. For up-to-date information on the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find us at Froggy Style Productions. For more ways to support the show, visit fsproductions.ca.